Shomrabyog. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the digital tiny room. We are, for the first time in two years, separated once again by time and distance. And I, being in the one who is in the, I am Michael, and I'm in the tiny. Look, I've gotten confused. I'm Michael, and I'm in the tiny room. And I am joined digitally, of course, by the man whose pop culture's hot takes are so infectious that COVID nineteen has to self isolate from him. It's Benjamin. Ha ha! Coming to get you with my hot takes. Coming at you with your hot takes. Bum bum. Yeah, uh, we're both isolated, Michael, in self isolation, as as good as good Irish citizens should what do. A, what a pair of citizens we are! What a pair of citizens are we, Michael? Nailing exactly. it across the board, Michael. Michael, yes. I have too much time on my hands. Very good. So much so that I've been practicing my impression of the theme music. Would you like to hear it? Oh, I would actually. I would love to. Theme music for the podcast We don't actually have any theme music Almost perfect, Michael. Very clever. Benjamin, that was very clever. You've had too much time to sit around and think of little jokes to do. (laughs) Um, I have actually had too much time this week, Michael. I'm going bloody insane. Good. Well, one of the reasons you're going insane, Ben, is because everything is cancelled. Everything is cancelled, Michael. And not just, like, Sex Predators and Kevin Spacey. No, everything is hashtag cancelled. Absolutely everything is cancelled. Michael Michael Bondi Beach has been cancelled. <laughs> yeah. I see Wicklow isn't cancelled, though. Wicklow, Wicklow has be, not been cancelled. Wicklow seems I, to be fine. I reckon, Michael, that Go on. today... Yes. Of the many days, it's yes. going to be a very busy day in Wicklow because the sun is out, Michael, and people are probably going a little bit stir-crazy. I think we're going to have a little outbreak of COVID-19 in Wicklow. You know what they say, Ben? Sun's out, mom's out. Yeah, apparently. Especially after they've been cooped up with their kids for Classic. an entire week. <laughs> ben, you know who won't have that problem, of course? Go on. The Black Widow. The Black Widow won't have that problem, Michael, she was because she's been... Sterilized. Hashtag cancelled. Oh, yeah. She's cancelled and sterilised. Oh, yeah. In the red oh. room. Remember, it made oh. her a monster. Oh. That wasn't great, oh. was it? That wasn't great. Joss Whedon Probably loves to make him. his women... Nothing makes Joss Whedon happier than when a woman is a monster because she can't have children. That's like his favourite Victorian trope, and he's kept it. There is no greater sin than not being a mother to yeah. Joss Whedon. Nothing yeah, makes a woman less of a human than the ability to not have children. Ben, I think that were everything not cancelled anyway, we should probably cancel Josh Whedon. We probably should. Just bad egg. Did so much good work <laughs> in the 90s and then tanked it all. Ah, look, Avengers was great. Anyway, Ben, yeah, it's, it's, hardly, it's hardly news that Black Widow is cancelled, is it? Everything yeah, else is no, cancelled. I mean, there's a little rumour swirling around the blogosphere, Ben. Where, the where the we blogosphere, Mike. The blogosphere. There's a little rumour swirling around that Wonder Woman is going to be released video on demand rather than um, cinematically. Wow. Theatrically. That'll wow. be a big change, won't it? That'll be unusual. Mm. Do you think, Do you think, Michael, and this is a genuine question, not in the purpose of setting up a bit, do you think this will change how movies are distributed? Yes, Ben, I said that last week, didn't I? Oh, did you? I, I, I don't I listen to you when I'm in the I don't like, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, everyone knows you don't listen to the podcast, Ben. But no, I don't. I, I genuinely I do. make a concentrated effort not to. Yeah, I, I do think that this might be the end of cinematoriums as we know them. Oh, yeah, it'd be weird. Cinematoriums are a fun experience, Michael, for all the family. 
Yeah, but they'll go the way of every other popular culture thing that has ended its era, like the drive-through and the the whatever else people used to enjoy that they don't anymore. Radio, the radio, uh, the, the the radio box, the the jive hop. The no jive hop's still alive and well. Michael, Roller derby, niche communities in in Dublin. I think you know, as I think you know, as an avid. Uh, Jive Derby fan myself I think you're uh, belittling <laughs> And I feel a little bit called out You combined the two my... things I was talking about there <laughs> A Jive Derby Yeah it's a, Look It's it's not for people who don't do Jive Derby So no It's it's a, a lingo It's a special niche lingo Anyway Michael What else has been cancelled? Everything else is cancelled Ben Everything, Everything else is cancelled We've been cancelled We haven't been cancelled We're hanging in there We're but Netflix <laughs> Ben Did you notice that Netflix and Disney Plus Are both reducing their streaming speed? Yes, because so many people are probably trying to use it, Michael, are they? Is that, yeah. is that why? Because uh, there's a huge spike in internet use and people are finding it difficult to get online in Europe. Yes, we're we're doing okay. I'm surprisingly okay. I was very worried about this morning's recording session, Michael. No, we're obviously, fine. Obviously, a 12 o'clock start or a half 12 start is a, a good time when people are just not on the internet. People don't um, care anymore. They don't, <laughs> don't care, care what anymore. we're doing. Um, anyway, yeah, so I, they must have lowered all the things Which is going to be very frustrating for them Because they're going to get a lot of complaints Ah, uh, look, people who are complaining in this day and age, Ben They can suck an egg They can go suck an egg This is the time not to complain about things This is the it's... time to suck it up Okay, like an egg Like an egg, suck it up like an egg through the shell Ben, speaking of good eggs Yes, um, there are many You enjoyed The Mandalorian Season 1 I did immensely, Michael. Probably my favourite Star Wars property of all time. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I will Ooh. comfortably, I will comfortably say that the Mandalorian is my favourite Star Wars property of all time. I still don't have a Mandalorian action figure, Ben. We must remedy that. Well, we yeah, no, that'll have room. to be fixed. Toot sweet, Michael. Toot Very sweet. Good. I won't buy it from Amazon, Ben. I'll buy it from a local supplier. No, because you like to support local businesses, Michael. Because you're a good um, egg. More than ever, Ben, I think it's a time to support local businesses. Yes, bloody get out there. Well, I mean, don't get out there right now. Don't get out there. Sa- save up your money yeah, and no, then get out them. there when you get the all clear. Or contact them and see if they're doing a, a home delivery service or a postal service or something like that. Michael, do we know any good egg companies doing postal or delivery services? I'm sure and are we they do, sponsoring ben. this podcast? None of them are sponsoring this podcast, but I'm sure we do. I'm sure if you contact your local supplier of whatever you need, they'll, they'll work something out. And try That's and get all it I'm to saying, you. Ben. Yeah. Try and get it to you. Right, lads. No Amazon. All local. Go for yeah. it. Not um, no Amazon. So if you want like the full party line here, guys, it's... So the full podcast party line is go suck an egg if you like complaining. Yeah. And local, not Amazon. Yeah. Well, Ben, not no Amazon because some of your specialist sex stuff you're not going to be able to get from local suppliers. Yeah, that's what you think, Michael. That's what you think. <laughs> uh, You've been making a... it from home for years. <laughs> I'm a homemade, a proud homemade sex supply guy. Um, <laughs> a little bit itchier than you'd expect if it was shop bought, but look, it's fine. That's what happens when you knit your own sex toys. Oh, the wool God. is itchy. Um, what's really fun, Michael, is that we don't have the privacy of the tiny room. I'm in my family home and my family are around, <laughs> so they're just listening to me casually make these jokes, which is which is pretty weird. We are, Ben, though, we do record this for public broadcast, so... 
I don't mind other people thinking I'm a weirdo. I'd prefer my family to. Keep it secret from your family. <laughs> Benjamin, we still haven't talked about the news about the Mandalorian. We're just Sorry, rambling. yeah, go on. We, we, we are rambling. We've been trapped in the house for a long time, Michael. Benjamin, in a bit of a fan casting come, thr- come true, uh, Rosaria Dawson has been cast as an adult uh, a Sokotano. Yeah, get in there. Isn't that I mean, interesting? I think it is very interesting. I thought, Michael, and this is going to get me in some very big trouble now. I thought Rosario Dawson was a bit older. But then, of course, Michael, her story has been expanded massively since Star Wars Rebels, whereupon she's a much older Jedi Master. Or not a Jedi Master, because she isn't a Jedi. She's a much older Force user. That better? Isn't, um, isn't the Mandalorian set between the original series and the, and the prequels and the, and the follow-ups? Yes, I think so. Yes. And isn't that also when Rebels is set? Yes, so they all match up. It's all it fine. It makes sense. It makes sense. It's all fine. I like Rosario Dawson, Michael. I like Ahsoka Tano. Well, if you look at it this way. Ahsoka Tano was a, was a kid when when Ben Kenobi was still Ewan McGregor. Was still a, a fit young man. Yeah, when he was still Ewan McGregor. Ewan uh, McGregor. You said Force, dis- Luke. There's a Force <laughs> disturbance master. To be fair and to Ewan McGregor, that's very unfair. That's a very good <laughs> Ewan McGregor accent. Uh, but anyway, so by the time it takes Ewan McGregor to become Alec Guinness, a, a child could easily become Rosario Dawson. Yes, that's very true, Michael. You've you've hit the nail on the head I've with regards to aging head, and linear time. I have a lot um, of time to think about Rosario Dawson's age. Yes, and how's it going? Good. Yeah, she's going to be a Sakatano in. Yeah, Shoka it's going to be great. In, um, in the Mandalorian season two, if it ever gets made, Ben. It will get made. You can animate, or no? Oh, sure, of course, it's a live action show now, Michael. It's, it's so hard to keep up with now. all these animated, non-animated thingies. I'm looking forward to when we see the Mandalorian in one of the animated shows. That'll be good, voiced by Pedro Pascal. Um, no, I mean this. I, a couple of fans have pointed out this is a real Dave Filioni thing because one of the executive producers on the Mandalorian is, of course, the showrunner of Clone Wars. Um, ah, he's that's how we got to his see Mary Sue's. That's how we got to see the Vibroblade at the end of the Mandalorian, the Darksaber. And contrary to popular belief, that is not one of my most best-selling homemade sex toys. Um, The Darksaber is a famous Mandalorian lightsaber. It was made from a black crystal, so it's all black and scary. Um, So that comes directly from the Clone Wars. And now uh, Ahsoka Tano is going to leap from the animated universe into the live-action universe. Bring it on, Rosario. Looking forward to it. Yeah, look, looking forward to it. That'll be good. Ben, yeah. you know here at the podcast. Yeah. Michael Measures podcast, this podcast. Our podcast. Yes, the one we do. You know it? Yeah, yes, One yes. of the two we do, as well as our other one, uh, our bi-weekly comic book book club collecting issues. Coming this Wednesday. Coming this Wednesday. But on this podcast, Ben, you and I, we, both of us, are huge fans of the horror of the cosmic variety. But mo- uh, Yes, people. well, I'm... I'm I- in fact, Michael, many people would say that it's through this podcast that I've become a fan of Cosmic Variety Horror. Oh, very good. Benjamin, yeah. what would you say is H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's strongest short story? Oh, From the Mountains of Madness? That's pretty pretty popular, all right. Generally, Ben, considered to be his best short story is the short story, uh, The Colour from Outer Space. Ooh, sounds good. It is good, Ben. It's about a farmstead, a heath, yes. a heath, a blasted heath, which has oh. rumours of being evil and haunted. Oh, no. And it all turns out, Ben, to be not really evil and haunted, but in fact, an alien life form has landed there and is infecting the local surroundings 
to make the the world more like itself. Oh, that's that's like Natalie Portman in Annihilation. Annihilation, Annihilation, Ben. You'll remember. It's very, 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 very thematically similar to that story. It sounds awfully similar, it Michael. Is. That sounds bloody close. And you'll remember, Ben, in The Colour from Outer Space, that the alien was H.P. Lovecraft's effort to make an alien that was completely alien. I thought you were about to say the alien was H.P. Lovecraft. No, then it would be racist. I was like, hmm. <laughs> that would be a racist, racist a alien. Very racist alien. Um, yes, no outsiders here. Um so to make the most alien thing he could possibly conceive the most alien was, alien was he the could goal. possibly alien not just like some kind of compatible human earth compatible life form that had a few quirks but something that was right. completely the idea of trying to understand it itself doesn't make sense okay so the alien, and did he succeed well the alien life form in the short story Ben is a colour it's a oh. sentient Possibly sentient, seemingly sentient color. Oh, it's a malicious. It's an evil color. I don't know if it's evil. No, you can't say it's evil, really, because all it seems to be because it's an alien. Yeah, because you you can't know its motivations. Its motivations are unknowable. Does it even have un- motivations, Ben? Who knows? We, we we can't possibly say, Michael. Yeah, and it's one of H.P. Lovecraft's best science fiction horror concepts. Really? It's probably his best science fiction horror concept. Good for him. And yeah, Annihilation was really heavily inspired by it, obviously. Obviously. If you remember in Annihilation, we don't really see an alien either. The alien is... No, there is no there is no direct alien. Exa- well, a lot of... is there? Or is it just so incomprehensible it doesn't make sense to yeah, us? Yeah, probably, probably the latter, Michael. Anni- probably the latter. Annihilation, Ben, is probably the best adaptation of the story that has been done but Michael there has been another adaptation there, of this story there have been multiple adaptations Ben including a German have one there? yeah there was a German one in the 90s which apparently is the best Lovecraft adaptation ever made okay but and have you seen that one this week I haven't no <laughs> oh okay well that's yeah I know that's not great yeah well that's why I, so why that's why I wasn't bringing it up you've kind of stood him a bit but look that's fine uh, why on earth are we talking about this because thing, Ben one of last year's biggest flops and if you remember last week, we decided that we were only going to cover um, things that can be watched online. <laughs> yes, because we're good people and we want to encourage at home staying. No more cinema. No more cinema. So, and that's probably going to be an official thing in the future. Yeah, no more cinema. It's gone now. So last year, 2019, saw Colour Out of Space. Starring, okay. starring of all people, Nicolas Cage. What? Exactly. Get out of town. Exactly. And it's basically a pretty faithful retelling of uh, the H.P. Lovecraft's original. But so- I think I saw a trailer for this, Michael, and it kind of I kind of locked it away in my mind. Yeah. That's very Lovecraftian. For good reason, I feel. Um, yeah, go on, tell me more. So it's tell a, me more. The, the biggest difference is it's set in the modern times. Oh, the modern times. It's in the modern times. It's not in the olden times. It's in the modern times. Oh, I see. And... Uh, Nicholas Cage and his family are a bunch of city folk who've become country locals. Classics. When suddenly and mysteriously a, a meteorite lands on their farmstead and starts spreading a, a kind of evil colour. 
Oh no, yeah. it's the evil colour. Well, that's the problem. In the book, it's kind of describing it as a colour is a metaphor because it's kind of incomprehensible. Yeah, because you, know? you can't really nail that down. Yeah, but in the film, it's purple. <laughs> okay, it's just okay, pur- the colour purple. purple. Yeah, it's, it's Oprah. It's Oprah Winfrey. Oprah, okay. Going, you, get Oprah a, is the alien. you get a cosmic horror, and you get a cosmic horror, and you get a mutation, and you get a mutation. And everyone gets a mutation! Mutations for everyone. So anyway. Yeah, nice. Um, and yeah, and the colour comes and infects the people. And now, it's pretty true to the book, I feel. And it is. But. And it is horrific. It's a real true horror film. To the point okay. where I took a break in the middle of it when I went, this is very unpleasant. I'm going to take a break. Not you, Michael. Yeah, not scary. You don't take breaks. Not scary. Just unpleasant. I was like, oh. <laughs> Michael doesn't take breaks. This is a bit what? unpleasant. I, ooh. The, Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. this is so out of character for Mick that they could literally use that quote on their DVD cover <laughs> and it would sell many, many more copies. This was so unpleasant I took a break. This is so unpleasant I took a break. Yeah. Michael Leonard, Michael and Benjamin's podcast, 2020, 2020. And it would sell like hotcakes. Because it's very unpleasant. But Ben, there's one glaring flaw with the whole thing. Nicolas Cage. Exactly. And <laughs> it's not really his fault, I feel. Okay. Because, you know, it's a Lovecraft story, so spoilers here, obviously. But inevitably, Ben, everybody goes yes. mad. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of how Lovecraft goes. Exactly. Things Either something horrible happens to them, or they witness right. something horrible and they go mad. Okay. Now, the problem with a film like that is, when you cast Nicolas Cage as your family man trying to make his family or trying to make a living a new start in life on a farm right when you cast Nicolas Cage as the dad and he inevitably goes mad it's not really much of a surprise yeah because you kind of that's kind of why you put Nicolas Cage in your movie it's not even that though he's always he seems on edge for the whole film so the fact that he okay like if they if they cast bloody your man from the office what's his name uh, John Steve Carell. No, John Krasinski. Oh, sorry, from A Quiet Place. Yeah, if they cast John Krasinski, right, and then right. he slowly went mad, and yes, you'd kind of go, "Oh, this is serious." <laughs> but when Nicolas Cage goes a bit mad, it's like, "Oh yeah, here we go." He was obviously uh, mad the Nicky, whole time. Nicky boy, Nicky boy. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so there's, it takes away the tension, Michael, because we always expect him to have a little fit. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's not that. Oh, that's it's not, not what you're, that saying. you're saying. I... I'm not that. I'm saying it's Nicolas Cage, so you know that he's going to go mad because that's why they've cast him. But he never seemed sane. Okay, so on that level, purely. Yeah. Yeah, okay. He's always a bit mental. He's always a bit mental. So you're looking at him at the beginning going, yeah, he's mental. I wonder, is he going to go mental? When he's already he's clearly tapped. He's already mental. So uh, can, can he go more mental? Can you go double mental? Yes, I'm. I, well, Nick Cage probably can go double mental, but we probably shouldn't let him. And it's not a good idea. Ben, this is the real joy. When he starts losing with his family, for some reason, he yes. decides to play it as a Donald Trump impression. What? Yeah, so he's like, I'm telling you, you're going back into that barn and you're going to look at the llamas. And it's just okay. really weird. That's it's so strange. It's so strange. And then it's horrible. 
and horrible things happen and it's gross and disgusting and oh no yeah it's it's one of the weirdest films I've seen in a while you okay I am fine like I'm not saying it's necessarily good but it's so close to good is it from the same guy he did Mandy with? Is it was that the follow up to the one he did? It's Mandy? from the same production company. I don't know if it's from the same director. The director wanted it to be um, the first in a trilogy of Lovecraft movies. Oh God! He was hoping all starring Nicolas Cage. No, I wouldn't imagine so. He was hoping for the next Aww. one to be the Dunwich Horror. Which was that one? This that's the one about uh, a gross monster creature that's in a in a small town. Oh yeah, okay. I I think I read this week, Michael. This very week, I read uh, an adaptation from Mike Pignola of of that exact tale. Oh, very good. Um, yeah, starring Sir Edward Grey, witch hunter. Oh, um, that's one of his his kind of tie-in series for the Hellboy universe. But um, very good, very Victorian, very very Lovecraftian. I shall I shall send you on a, my my legally purchased digital copy because you should stay in the house, Michael. I have to stay in the house, Ben. And you can you can have a read of that. I shall. Michael. I shall. Yeah. And you. Any, yeah. Anyway, Ben, that's my not really a recommendation. But look, if you're in and you want to be a bit creeped out, and you can have a high Nicolas Cage tolerance, why not, Ben? Why not give it a look? Mick, what happened to Nicolas Cage? He's a madman. Yeah, but what but what happened? He used to be so good. I don't think he ever was. To be honest, such an enjoyable actor. I don't think he ever was good. No. What was he good in? Like, not even a little. Lord of War was very good. Was it? Uh, it wasn't very good. Very good's a strong set of adjectives. Well, you well, adverb adjectives. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll get into that then. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Let's move on. All right. What are we talking I, I about? I miss next? Nick Cage. I miss Nick Cage. Uh, Michael. Yes, Benjamin. You and I have been watching things on stream. Yeah, we have. Cause because we're what else good are we people. What else are we going to do? Um, and you and I picked up uh, one of the one of the latest animated films to come from the DC line of animated films. We watched Superman Red Sun. Yes, I did, and I watched it with my very good lady friend, and she also watched. Your it. very good lady friend, and she gave us her opinion. She did, uh, based on that, which I'm going to pull up now, and you're going to spin your wheels very quickly and explain to ladies and gentlemen just what we're talking about okay, today. Okay, so we're, today we're talking about since we're talking about things that you can get online on the streams or on the downloads or on the digital downloads, rather than having to go out to the cinema to see. We're going to have a look at one of the most successful series of recent things that have been released on demand, as they say, Ben. So DVD, yes. DVD and digital rather than cinematic releases. And that's yes, the, the old Divid digital. The DC animated universe. Yes, that's our that's our topic for the day, because we're quite frankly, Michael, they're quite successful compared to a lot of DC's attempts at screen time. <laughs> Ah, you got, got him. Got them, man. Got him. You've taken DC oh, down I, a notch. I, I taught that multi-billion-dollar company a lesson You've or two. You've taken them down a notch. Oh, oh. Uh, anyway, we watched Red Sun, Michael, which is an adaptation of the 2003 series by Mark Miller, Dave Johnson, and Alex Ross. Where could Bahil go um, then if they want to hear more about that series? Well, Michael, you and I are going to focus on the movie today. Yes. So if you want to hear more about the comic book, this very Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, collecting issues will be on that very comic, Superman: Red Sun. By Mark Miller, Dave Johnson and Alex Ross. First published in 2003 and collecting issues 1 to 3 of that particular occasion. Alex Ross? Yeah, Alex Ross did the covers. Oh, did he? Okay. Did a few of the covers, a little, little tinkery, tinkery stuff here and there oh, as well. Go on, go on yeah. so, go on so, Ben. A few colour choices. But anyway, we watched Red Sun, the movie, which is the adaptation of it. And Michael, it was very good. Benjamin, why don't you opinion. very briefly tell us what's the story? 
Well, Michael, everybody knows the story of Superman as he is intended to be known. Um, he, he came from a dying planet. He was sent uh, away to keep him safe. He crash-landed on Earth, and he landed in good old Kansas. Good old Kansas, Mississippi. Good old Kansas, Mississippi, uh, where he was raised by man, Pa Kent. A lot of hurricanes. And he was great. He was raised with good old traditional American values, truth, justice, and the American way. Who we? Even though in a modern context, they would probably be Trump supporters, and it'd be a really awkward superhero. But um, in the traditional Superman thing, he grows up with kind of uh, hot apple pie, and you know the red, white, and blue, and. Oh, the long cornfields of Kansas. The long and, um, cornfields. That's a famous saying. <laughs> that's not a, it's not a, not a thing. But that's what he grows up to be. In this, Michael, yes. uh, we, we kind of upend that completely. What's the what's the least American thing you can think of, Michael? Russia. A bloody commie. A bloody commie. Um, and so he lands in Ukraine. He lands in one of the collectives in the Ukraine in 1938. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, Michael, instead of being shaped by the the long fields of Kansas... The long um, cornfields of Kansas. <laughs> fields of Kansas. He's shaped by uh, the long mustache of Stalin. And um, that's that's kind of how that goes. Um, so Superman grows up in Soviet-era uh, Russia. Yes. And it, it's, it's pretty intense. And he comes of age during the Cold War. Yeah. Everything that ensues from there is just a complete inversion of who you remember Superman to be. Or is it? Or, no, not really. That's the point. Apparently, Superman would have been good no matter what. Exactly. Or uh, according to well, according to Mark Miller's uh, interpretations. Uh, so, Michael. Hello, Benjamin. Michael. Yes. I'm going to read out what your good lady friend said. Okay. Because I feel that's a good place for us to start. Okay, we'll start on there. What kind of movie we were watching? All right. Uh, so I'm going to read a direct quote. And it says, I've just watched Superman Red Sun. Yes. And it was very different to any of the DC animated film shows I've watched before. An odd experience not knowing who to root for. Quite the departure from what I've come to expect. Aha. Uh-huh. So, Michael, there you go now. There's, there's a little thing to get you started. What did you think, Michael? Why do you think she thought this way? Well, Maybe she explained it to you a little more than she explained it to me in a quick text. When you're looking at it, Ben, you're sitting there and you're watching the film and you're going, bloody hell, who's goodies and who's baddies? Yes, I know. There's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of that going on, Michael. It's all very confusing. It's very confusing. All very confusing. Um, yeah. Now, Ben, we're not going to get too much into the comic book here. No, we can't, Michael, because we're doing that on Wednesday. We're doing that on Wednesday. But yes. I will say, and I think it's important to say, that this, although there is quite a bit in this of who's goodies and who's baddies, there's nowhere near as much as there is in the comic. No. No, there's a lot of questions in the comic. This this follows the kind of now tried and tested DC animated universe formula of take a great storyline yes. and cut the cut the excess out. Just just keep it nice and I would nice argue Ben that they haven't cut the excess out. I would argue that they've cut out. Now, hold on. Hold on, Ben. Hold on. No. Oh, 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 I'm going to let you finish. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to let, let you finish, finish Ben. I'm going to let you finish. Beyoncé had one of the greatest music videos of all time. Yeah, I I was actually in favor of him not letting her finish. I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan, <gasps> as you know. Taylor Swift, the pop sensation, not Taylor Swift, not the, Taylor cat. Swift the cat. Love Taylor Swift, the cat. Benjamin, love you. Here's what was yes. I saying there before we got distracted by Kanye? Um, not cutting out enough. Oh no, yeah, no. I think what they have cut out this time, because it's a relatively short comic, being as it is three premium issues, but three solid issues. Yeah. 
So it's a relatively small comic and they haven't cut out that much. What they have cut out, Ben, is the political nuance. Yes, because you can't have that in America, Michael, because Americans lose their minds <laughs> when you talk about any politics. I'm not necessarily saying that, but that's kind I am. Of how it feels, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, they're just they're babysitting their American audience yeah. because politics in America is too polarized. Yeah, don't hurt their brain by making it so the Russians aren't the baddies. Yeah, don't, don't no, the Russians are, are real bad eggs in this movie, yeah. Michael. Um whereas in the comic, Michael, it's more of a well, this is just a different way of approaching things. Yeah. And maybe the underlying idea yes, the actions were horribly flawed and the practical usage of it was horribly flawed, but maybe there's something to the ideology, guys. Maybe. 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 But that's but no. That's good old commie sympathizer Mark Miller for you, isn't it? Yeah, dirty commies. It could only have been written by a non-American. Mark Miller is Scottish, for those that don't know. And we I think Marky the way Miller. he wrote, the way that we Marky Miller and the way he writes this comic is very much, um, very much from a skeptical, from an American skeptical or a, a Russia skeptical mindset. Yes, but that's uh, the thing. He he treats in the original comic bin, and we won't go into this too much because we're not talking about the comic we're talking about the movie but in the original yes. comic he treats both ideology ideologies kind of equally yeah but they're he, it's weighing up pros and cons of both sides yeah but in the movie the russians are definitely evil what a pack of bad eggs there's no doubt about it the russians are the baddies I think it really takes away from it, Michael. I'm be honest. I do, and I actually really didn't... In Well, okay, so here's where I'm going. This is what I want to say. Go on, you get in there. Here's what I'm saying. This, Go on. on its own, if you've never read the comic, is actually a pretty good movie. Yes. It's actually a very good movie. It's one of the better ones that has come out in recent years, and I'll explain that statement in a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at that in a minute. But it is actually quite a good movie. It's got a beginning, it's got a middle... It's got an end. It's got characters. Very good, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got characters. You've, you've watched some films. I know. I've, I've been to film critic school. <laughs> but... It's got a really solid lead acting voice. Bloody Jason Isaac. Jason Isaacs. Isaac. Um, Love him. But, do you, like, I'm, I'm only half joking there when I say it's got a beginning, it's got a middle and an end. Because a lot of the DC animated movies... No. Can, can not necessarily have beginnings, middle, and end. <laughs> no, they do I'm not. I'm looking at the killing. And joke, we'll get into that in a few minutes. For example, Wait. who are you looking at? The, ki- looking the at? killing joke, for example. Oh, the, oh, sweet Jesus, Michael. Oh, what we're going to say about that film, Michael? Oh, but look, slaps. So it's actually a great little film. It's a very, very good little film with a nice little message and interesting characters. And you're watching it and going, "Who's goodies and who's baddies?" And who? Who are the good eggs and bad eggs? And if you're watching the film and going, who's goodies and who's baddies, then I think the film is doing its job. Yes, but then it gets especially complicated when you have Superman on the baddies team and you're like, but wait, Superman's a good egg. I thought he was goodies. But that's fine, because that means that's interesting. Okay. But. But. The changes from the comic book, I feel, Ben, are only neutering. They're, they're, yeah, they're, there's the- no benefit um, and I don't always Other say than this. not upsetting their fan yeah, base. Yeah, I, I, oh, and w- when I was watching it, Ben, I was taken back to, um, if you remember, V for Vendetta. Oh yeah. And do you remember the film V for Vendetta, Ben? I do. V for Vendetta is a pretty good film. 
it's a pretty decent film. It's a good film. It's a good little action film with some twists and turns and surprises and yep. good acting and yeah, it has a message. But it does. But Ben, the message wasn't the message of the original comic. Right. The message of the of the um of the film V for Vendetta was a kind of pro capitalism, pro democracy pro choice pro choice individualism movie yeah, versus um, yeah. versus dictatorships versus fascism. Right. And that wasn't the message of the comic. The comic was a pro anarchy, anti government yes. comic. Less of that system. Basically. Pal. And if you remember, now it doesn't take a lot to upset Alan Moore, but that kind of upset Alan Moore. I'd imagine you having uttered this sentence means that Alan Moore is now upset. Because <laughs> we're talking about him. He's he's just sensed it somewhere. Uh, in his jizz rag. Oh no, yeah. that's Grant Morrison, isn't it? But where's my point here? My point here is, were I Mark Miller, Ben? And no Mark Miller am I. Oh, Ben's family has entered the frame. I'm, I'm just, yeah, yeah, just one second. Hello, family. Hello, Ben's Lord, family. The... Sorry, my dad is playing classical music as loud as he possibly can. Uh, well, I can't hear uh, it, Ben, so I don't think the listeners Just to good. just to give a little bit of extra uh, oomph to the affair. So, uh, sorry, go on. As I was I'm saying, let you finish. Were I Mark Miller, and by no Mark Miller am I? I no think great Mark Miller are you. No great Mark Miller am I. I think I would be pretty upset about them neutering the political message of my book. Oh, I'd be pure pissed off. <laughs> I wonder if he um, is. I. Uh, Mark Miller loves to be a controversial figure on occasion, doesn't he? He likes a, a strong message and he likes to drive a point home without any finesse um, on occasion. I'd say he'd be quite ticked about this because this is one of his more balanced works. Yeah. He and certainly wouldn't uh, go that way today. That's what's missing from the movie. Yeah, I'd agree with you it's there. I hadn't balanced. thought about it that it's way. It's America but now that good, you've, Soviets bad. Now that you've vocalised it, Michael, mm. I could only agree. Mm. I could only agree. It's a real shame. Now, anyway, to the detriment of the film. What did you think of the film aside from that? Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a kind of return to form. I'll, I'll be honest, Michael. The last couple of ones from the DC animated universe have have uh, riled me royally. Okay, well, we'll get um, into that in a minute. But in this case, I thought the animation was clean. I thought the character design was unique and consistent with the original art style of the comic book. Mm-hmm. Jason Isaacs knocks it out of the park. As a Russian um, yeah, Russian Superman. He's great, Russian oh, Superman. Well, I'm Jason Isaac Superman. <laughs> That's not what he sounds like. Yes. But okay. Um, Jason Isaacs does a lot of um, work. A, a lot. He does. No, he does a lot of work with DC, but he also does a lot of um, Russian critiquing. He was also in Death of Stalin. Um, oh, yeah. He's one of the military generals in Death of Stalin. So he's he's a fan of critiquing the uh, Russian Empire, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed it, Michael. I thought it was very clean. I did. I found it interesting, Michael, because, and I know we're not allowed to talk about the comic very much. I, I find one of the things they did very well is they gave Lois Lane a much more active motivation than they do in the comic, especially in the first meeting. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that was all arranged by Lex. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the, the problem, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? There, there's, there's certainly a good bit in this of... Um, trying to make the female characters have them a bit more um a bit more rounded a bit more not necessarily rounded but a bit more um what's the word i'm looking for have a bit more agency agency is the word yeah because a bit, bit more agency if you remember a bit com- more agency in the comic book wonder woman um 
is secretly in love with Superman the whole time. Yes, she's a, she's a doe-eyed young lady. Yeah, and she loses her powers to save him, but he asks her to do it. Yes, Whereas and that's movie, why she does it. She decides to do it, and that's important. And that's a big because difference. agency matters. But it all be- ends up irrelevant anyway because. She yeah. basically shows up, interrupts the Green Lantern fight, and then says, "Right, piss off, I'm out," <laughs> and that's it. Like they basically, they basically redefined. I mean, okay, it wasn't a great representation of Wonder Woman in the comic because she's not the best, just pining for Superman the whole time, basically. Yeah, but they've entirely replaced that in the film with just man hating. She just hates men. Yeah, she did the old Temescar and Amazonian and, ultra feminist route. And in mm. the end, she decides she was right all along to hate men. I found out, Michael, very recently, um, just on, on the subject of, of hating men. Yeah. Um, they have a, you know, the way we have, um, you know, the way we have a very uh, toxic community online for men who hate women. No. Inside the black pill, the black pill community. No, I've never heard of uh, them because I don't spend as much never time on Reddit as you do. You've never heard of that. Uh, well, in, I found out that it recently has, it has a counterpart. Um, it has the purple pill community on the opposite side. I Isn't that interesting? I thought the, uh, the counterpart was just called feminism. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, very funny. Oh, I no, got no. them. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you did. I don't know if that's a win. I got them. <laughs> I don't know if that's a win, Michael. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be honest with you. La- I think that's going to cost us a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, the most fascinating thing that I'm seeing is Benjamin's continued effort to keep his family out of the frame. <laughs> yeah, I just want them to leave <laughs> he me keeps, alone. I don't... He keeps putting his hand up and shooing people away and I can't see who they are, but it's a constant battle. It's quite entertaining. It's quite difficult. It's quite difficult. Vexing, to say the least. Vexing, now, Benjamin, to say the least. let's go briefly into spoilers. Because yes. the comic book had one of the best twist endings of all time. Yes, and which was a real. And the movie doesn't shimmy shimmy shake. They just don't. They nah. just drop it completely. They won't follow through, yeah. Michael. They wouldn't follow through. It's weird, isn't right, it? Right, we give full spoilers for the comic. Full spoilers for the comic and the and the film. Okay, so in the in the comic book, yes, um, it turns out, Michael, yes. that. Kal-El didn't travel from a distant planet no. across across space. No. He travelled across time, time from the same planet. Yeah. Um, Superman's kind of an immortal being. And the, the few... No, he's not. Well, he's kind of in the comic, isn't he? He's, he sees a lot of time. Well, he lives for a very long time, but the last yeah. part is told from outside of his perspective. No, that's true. That's fair enough. But anyway... Anyway, yes, go on. He bloody he bloody uh, watch it, and it turns out that Kal-El is a distant, 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 distant. Or sorry, Jor-El, his father is a distant, 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 distant descendant of Lex Luthor. I think I think he says a descendant to the time of fifty. Yeah, which actually doesn't make sense. Uh, to the time of fifty. Yeah, but look, I, if, look, Mark Miller did a, a solid enough job. We'll, we'll give him a pass on that last one. And you know line. what the funny thing is. I can see. Yeah. I can see your brother in the mirror. <laughs> it's my sister, <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was your brother's head. Um, the the funny thing is, the movie kind of briefly, briefly hints at it when it has Jimmy Olsen calling Lex Luthor Mister L. Yeah, and then doesn't follow. And up. then I was like, oh, good, they're gonna they're gonna commit. Yeah, but it's weird. But they don't, but, Michael. What I mean, do they do instead? We're mostly mid- nitpicking here. I don't want to this. Let's go no, back to it, the no it, it is an adaptation, not a not a shot for shot remake. Yeah, but, you know, there are a few other little disappointing things, like in the comic Ben, uh, the whole point that's 
Lex Superman has is he has managed to take over his world hegemony completely bloodlessly. Yeah, but in the in the movie, because the Russians have to be the bad guys a little bit. Oh, they do a little bit of bloody. They do a little bit of bloody and a little bit of evading, and they take one of Superman's most noteworthy lines from the comic, which was, "This invasion has been entirely, or this not invasion, this system has been entirely bloodless." And in the movie, he says, "This system has been." With some exceptions, entirely bloodless. <laughs> Why would you butcher that? Just famous neuter line? it. Like, Just neuter the whole uh, thing. Anyway, look, it's a very good film. It's a very enjoyable film. Yes, but it does lose the message. So, if what you enjoyed about the original was the message, oh, don't go watch that film. Yeah, but if what you enjoyed about it was Batman being a madman and being a terrorist, and and Wonder Woman is a lesbian, and and <laughs> Superman is Russian. Get on oh, board. Oh, go, go take a look at that film. Take a look at that film. Anyway, Ben. Um, you'll, yeah. Anyway, so that was uh, so that got us into uh, really everything that we're going to be taking a look at for this week, um, which is all the DC animated universe uh, from top to bottom. I don't think it's, we'll it's do it from top interesting. to bottom because it's no, we don't have that much time. Go, but, uh, you know, I like hyperbole, and and that's just how I felt about it. Um, so. Taking a look at this, Michael, it's important to distinguish right off the bat that the DC Animated Universe is very much its own thing separate from Batman the Animated Series and Justice League Animated. Right. Those have, have affectionately been christened the Timverse oh, um, for, for by, Tim. by fans for Bruce Tim. Um, and then really what we see from there is that, that, that does give us the birth of kind of straight-to-video adaptations of famous superheroes. For example, um, Mask of the Phantasm is really the first example of a fully animated feature-length film from DC, and that's uh, in 1997. 1997, 1997. That was ages ago. How many years ago was that, Yes, then? that was ages ago, Michael. Uh, I am 28, take six years off that. Uh, it was 20, 20, 22 years ago. 21 years ago? <laughs> 23. Close enough. 20 okay 22 <laughs> 23 years ago oh god I'm terrible at maths uh and dates and all that kind of thing um so that was 1997 and that kind of spawned a bunch of batman the animated series spin-offs there was batman mr freeze sub-zero there was batman mystery of batwoman da, 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 da. return of the but joker then, return of the joker which was a batman beyond adaptation um and then michael yes in 2007 yeah 2007 along how, comes how superman uh i was 15 16 oh no no uh it was about 12 years ago, 12 <laughs> yeah, years close ago. Enough. yeah this is brilliant <laughs> you know you can just take seven away from 20 it's uh no no i can't <laughs> no i can't because <laughs> um, that would make an awful lot of sense um so my family has just gone walking the dog so finally yes finally I have some peace. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Superman, Death of Superman was released in oh, 2007. I've seen and that it. was their adaptation of the famous thing. What do you think of it, Michael? From what I remember, it felt a bit rushed. Yeah, and we'll get to that in a few minutes, Michael. Right. Don't you worry. Okay. Um, following that in 2008, because it was mildly successful, Michael, it did quite well. Um, so they tried another one. They took another one of their kind of classic storylines, mm-hmm. Justice League New Frontier with Mr. Darwin Cook at the helm. Um, and they adapted that into their own little kind of version of that as well. Was that two thousand eight? Huh? Yeah, two thousand and eight. Two thousand and eight. That's yeah. the one where Superman fights the uh, the Captain Atom. Is that right? 
Uh, no, I think you're thinking there? of Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. Oh, I am. You're right. I think, I you're, saying, I think you're thinking of Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. Um, Justice League New Frontier is a fantastic kind of uh, Silver Age look at all those heroes. And again, it has, I suppose, some similar critiques to what we saw in Superman Red Sun, where you're investigating the ideology of America in that kind of American skeptic time in the 1950s, where maybe it's not all apple pie and long cornfields of kansas you know uh maybe it's not all that um can we uh, i'm assuming we're calling the episode this week long cornfields of kansas well we are now um um which would be good um so that came out um, and that did very well michael which which launched really i suppose the the heyday of this little dc animated universe project uh, in 2009 we got wonder woman i saw that she got her own that film that was with um what's her face as uh wonder woman if you remember yeah, what's her face? You're one. You're one from noted actress. You're one from. I um, you're one from. Isn't she friend of J.J. Abrams? You're. I have no idea. I'm gonna look her up. Carry, carry, carry something. Anyway, one of the interesting things about this, this is, good is podcast, that it, isn't it? L- it largely inspired the plot of the Wonder Woman movie with Gal Gadot. Um. It largely inspired that because the villain in the animated one was Ares masquerading as a politician. Ah. And wouldn't you know it, bloody Ares masquerading as a politician is what we got in the uh, live action film as well. So a lot of that and a lot of the action sequences. Kerry Russell. Yeah, there we go. Uh, House of Cards. Kerry Russell. No, that's not her, is it? No, Kerry Russell. Kerry Russell. She was in uh, Felicity. It doesn't means nothing to me. Anyway, uh, ah, Vienna. Moving on from there. Um, in two thousand and nine, we also got Green Lantern First Flight, I think it's uh, which was kind Greg of Greg Lantern. Greg Lantern First Flight. Yeah. Um, and that was with his famous villain, Sinister O. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Greg Lantern and the Sinister O. Um, oh. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was excellent, Michael. Uh, Sinestro in that particular iteration is probably one of the most fleshed out DC villains I've ever seen on screen Um, very very good clear motivations he's just an overzealous police officer that decides to go in towards the kind of fascism crush them under your boot heel route Um, he's an order fanatic It's, it's pretty interesting Michael pretty interesting characterization that was so successful Michael that it changed the way a lot of writers write um, Sinestro, Sinestro from that point oh. on oh. the Sinister oh. and then Michael in 2009 also came Batman Superman Public Enemies which was from the very 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 popular Superman Batman comic run um, and that's where they go up against the US government because Lex Luthor got himself elected as president um, that is the one based on uh, Ed McGuinness's art isn't it? it is yeah it is. And that's the one where they take on Captain Atom as a kind of government superhero and he has to fight them. Exactly. Okay, I'm not imagining things. That was real. That happened. No, that's a real That's a real thing. Very famous, subly, uh, very famous uh, storyline. Batman, Superman, Public Enemies. Um, that brings up an interesting point, Michael. Okay. A lot of these early ones are, are based on the artwork of the comic book that inspires them. Which is something I thought was really cool and something I've always really enjoyed of the DC animated universe. You could watch, uh, for example, Batman, Superman, Public Enemies. I have. And you could watch the animation and say, oh, that looks really like Abe McGuinness's style because it was based directly on his style. And that kind of that kind of attention to detail and that dedication to the original artist's artwork was always something that was really cool. They try and transfer the essence of those characters' designs over to 
the animated movies and I thought it made them really enjoyable Michael a little extra layer of fans a little extra twist a little extra bit of spice for the fans to be enjoyed exactly exactly moving on from there Michael we had a really probably their most in terms of making good films in terms of making good films yes 2010 was their peak. Was their um, renaissance, their, their peak de nonsense. Uh, yes. I've made up a phrase. Let's, let's go with that. I think you have, but I'm going to let you have it, Michael, because you've been quarantined for a long time <laughs> and we want to make sure you're okay. Um, this gave us Batman Under the Red Hood, Superman Batman Apocalypse, and All-Star Superman. Uh, oh, sorry. No, it gave us way more than that. Um, it gave us Justice League Crisis on Two Earths Batman Under the Red Hood Superman Batman Apocalypse All-Star Batman uh, All-Star Superman That's it okay, Oh bloody so that's hell what we yeah, got. The Korean animators Were busy that, that year They were busy that year um, Justice League Crisis on Two Earths Spoilers Is my favourite uh, DC Animated Universe story That one's pretty good That's the bl- one where uh, the, the Injustice No what are they called The Crime Syndicate Yeah And they have to fight them yeah, they're real bad eggs, and it's based on We Grant TM and his shenanigans. Uh, we Grant TM um, and his weird kink for super powerful dominatrixy Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah, and then Batman opposites. Batman fights her and beats her with. Cunning. Yeah, she wants to keep him as her pet. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Batman bloody. Uh, he beats her. It. He beats her with cunning. He beats her with pure cunning, not cunning linguistic. No, uh, but just cunning. Just good old-fashioned, all-American cunning. Um, and these are really impressive as well. But, Michael, th- then we start to see... 2011 is another good year for them. Um, they get All-Star Superman, Green Lantern, Emerald Knights, Batman Year One, and then 2012, Justice League Doom. And that brings us kind of up as we go along to the Flashpoint Paradox. And then, Michael... Yes? Things start to go downhill. Oh, no! the Flashpoint Paradox. Yeah, so you mentioned a little bit earlier, Michael. You mentioned a little bit earlier... That sometimes, yes. sometimes pacing is a little bit off right. in these films. Go on. And uh, sometimes you might get a beginning and you might get an end, but oh, where where's the middle? Or sometimes you might get a big old dose of of middle, but but, but where's my where's my end? Where where's my end gone? Where's where's my reason for any of this? And it's it's just not there. And Michael, that's because after Flashpoint, I think DC thought they had kind of found the goose that laid the golden egg. Right, Flashpoint. And. Uh, no, no, um, just this animated formula that they had come up with. It's like, oh, people want to see us adapting stories. Um, and Flashpoint was kind of their big experience, uh, experiment because Flashpoint is a relatively new DC storyline. Yeah, but it keeps, um, it's, been, it's been influential. Yeah, it has. And I think really what it was for DC was a watershed moment. They were like, well, they've enjoyed all our classic storylines being adapted, but what if... But what if we try this with a not so classic storyline? Mm. And they did, and then it was like, oh, great, that sold like hotcakes. Like hot so let's cakes. keep doing that. And then we went through the whole mess of DC Rebirth and New Fifty Two and all that crap. Um, <laughs> so negative. And this the is... Jim Lee, Jeff John. No, I don't. I didn't mind. Some of those storylines were great, and some of the realignings. But the Justice League stuff was not great. I'm a, I'm a huge Justice League fan. As you know, Michael. And Jim Lee and Jeff Lerons decided to make a lot of their characters edgier. They tried to make Superman into a badass. And uh, uh, it just didn't work out very well. And then they started to do a series um, where they would take these characters and kind of use the modern storyline. So we had Justice League War, 
um, which was kind of like a follow-up to um, their dark side arc that they did in the New Justice League. Then we got Son of Batman, which was to do with Grant Morrison's introduction of Batman and Son um, in his kind of Batman R.I.P. arc. We got Assault on Arkham, which was pretty much designed to tie in with the video game. Uh, then we got Justice League Throne of Atlantis, which was designed to tie in with their New 52 Aquaman line. And then we got Batman vs. Robin, which was another follow-on to the thing. And Michael, the standard in all of those, drops the storytelling, drops the character dynamics, drops the personal development of a lot of the characters in favor of action, 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 action. A little bit more action. Well, people like action, especially from cartoons. No, absolutely, absolutely. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But a feature-length action film where it's just action is tough to sustain right. um, and I think they kind of move from fan service to uh, sorry they kind of move from substance and good storytelling to fan service where it's like you want to see Superman take on Batman here you go you want to see da-da-da, and they kind of start doing that one of the things that goes by the wayside Michael Hello. is that they no longer keep matching the animation style to their artists from the original storylines so now they go for this streamlined, very simple character design and they start to reuse those character designs in each film. So the, the thought and care that goes into the process here, Michael, begins to kind of drift out to sea a little bit. And the runtime start to get a bit shorter. So you start losing that space for good storytelling. So good storytelling, if you know how to pronounce words correctly. Um, good storytelling and beginning, middle and end, etc. Um, and it, it really starts to affect the overall product. Also, because they start making so many, Michael, their budget starts to dilute. And the animation takes a serious drop in quality. I don't know if you've noticed that in the more recent ones. Oh, you hear that, me? Yeah, was that a, sorry, was yeah. that a question? <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you yeah. went off on one there, Bert, a little bit. Yeah, sorry. So to be honest, sorry. I, was, I wasn't really expecting to come back in. I was just letting you spin your wheels. Uh, sorry. No, I haven't. Sorry, that was a lot of wheel spinning, ladies uh, and gentlemen. I haven't noticed, actually, to be honest, that the animation is taking, because I haven't seen most of those. Oh, okay, that's uh, fair enough. I have don't. seen. Don't. It's very disappointing. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you let us know what you really think there, Ben? How's the interested. How's the isolation affecting? Um, I'm actually getting crankier, Michael. I think I'm worse than I've ever been. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It turns out that regular time outside and interacting with other people was all that kept me from being the crankiest man alive. The crankiest crank you ever cranked. I'm just going to have a look at how long that rant was, Ben. I think it was about eight minutes. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. That was an eight minute. I'm so sorry. That was an eight minute long rant. I'm so what's, sorry. What's wrong with films these days? No, no, it's... it's Here's what's wrong with films these days. Now, let me tell you. When I was a young man, everybody was animating films in the style of the comic that inspired them. And that was a good way to do things, wasn't it, when I was a young fellow? Of course, society now... Sorry, that was that was poor. Would you would you like to would you like to cut this out of the podcast and do it again? No, I think it's very important that we maintain this moment, the moment that Ben broke. <laughs> oh, well, that's it, ladies. That's it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, a bit of levity. Oh, very good. Um, so, oh, <laughs> what do you think, Michael? I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. I oh, thought, I used, okay. I used to think that I quite liked them, but now I think that it's not as good as in my day. 
<laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> the earlier ones are good. It's just when they started, when they start, like I said, I think DC thought they found a magic formula and just started making as many as they could. Oh. And the quality kind of very, dropped. Very good. As they went. I don't know if it's anything to do with then and now. I think it's just a shift in marketing strategy. Also, the old creative team behind a lot of those early ones, w- one of the guys passed away, unfortunately. Um, and he was the man behind a lot of the Timverse and JLA and stuff like that. Um, and unfortunately, he passed away. And then the other two lead creators on that team moved on to new projects. Um, and two new guys took over. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen any of the Marvel animated... I have. Uh, they're not terribly good, generally. Yeah. So basically, the the team behind those Marvel movies got a job with Warner Brothers. Oh. Uh, Jay Olivia and Sam Liu. Um, and those Marvel movies are not great um, from from a number of perspectives, not the the big universe, but they got to take over on all the DC projects from mm-hmm. Flashpoint onwards. So I don't I don't normally like to attribute massive drops because they're huge creative endeavors with a big team, but maybe <laughs> seems like those two might be bad eggs. Let's get them. Uh, yeah, well, let's get them. Let's get them. Let's brigade them. No, let's not. Uh, Michael, what do you think? T- tell me more. Uh, I don't know. I've really lost all sense of uh, so sense of uh, reality in the last fifteen oh. minutes. To be honest, um, I'm really sorry. That's <laughs> alright. That, was, that <laughs> wasn't intentional. It was pretty funny. I, I have to say, man, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was very good. Very why? Good. Why didn't you just stop me? Because <laughs> you know, are more I, than welcome. I kind of just i i just got sucked in by it. I, it okay, like, fair it, enough. It was like the color out of his face. I just got absorbed in. I went. This guy really doesn't like these films. <laughs> I I do. That's the thing. I really like some of them. Um, would you Would you like to give us your top picks before we finish? I up, actually Michael? quite like Superman Red Son. I think that might have been my favorite of them. Yes, it's pretty good, pretty solid. But that's a bit of a return to form. Yeah. So I mean that that does undermine most, if not all, of my argument. Um, but it's one of of the many that's come out recently. I have a mini list, Michael, just to show you that I don't hate them all. Okay. Um, my favourites, if you take nothing else from this podcast, my, my favourites <laughs> yeah, of them yeah. are um, Under the Red Hood, That's which was good. an adaptation of the famous Jason Todd one. Probably one of the best voice casts. Is that the one with your favourite, Jensen Ackles? Jensen Ackles. Um, my doppelganger, Jensen Ackles. Um, and then it has uh, a pretty solid turn from uh, John DiMaggio as the Joker. Ah. Um and Jason Isaacs as Black. He's Mask. always in it. Jason Jason Isaacs loves loves a little loves a little bit of work. Um, and then it's a much older Batman taking over from Kevin Conroy. This this one caused a lot of controversy because it was the first time in a long time that they kind of recast the voice of Batman, and it wasn't Kevin Conroy. And everyone was like, "Oh, it has to be Kevin Conroy." And then they watched it, and people were like, That's "Oh, fine. this is actually it's fine. It's fine without Kevin. Conroy. It's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good." Um, so that was a, a pretty enjoyable one. And then the other three that I would recommend, uh, JLA Doom, uh, Justice League Doom, which I think is probably one of the best Justice Leagues ever. They take the Grant Morrison we arc where Batman him. comes up with a bunch of... We Grant him. They take his Tower of Babel arc and apply it in a kind of different direction. And it makes a really interesting film. Uh, Crisis on Two Earths, which is my all-time favorite. Go watch it. It's great. Um, and then finally, Superman versus the Elite, which is a, an adaptation of a really mid-2000s thing where Batman comes up against a villain called Manchester Black, basically the inth- who wears a big black trench coat. The authority, and, uh, Superman versus the authority. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And it's great. It's a really enjoyable film. So there you go. 
There you go, oh, Michael. Sorry about that, listeners. I, no, I apologize. Good rant. I I apologize about good, my rant. Good rant, Ben. I'm one sorry. The, one, I don't want it to be the, the ranty rants. podcast. All right. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're at the hour mark, which is a longer <laughs> podcast than usual. But you're in quarantine. You don't yeah, have you a commute to go, to go on today. You can't so escape. You have a little bit of extra time. Um, what did you? What do you think of the DC animated universe? Uh, what are your top picks as we go along? Um, more importantly, what are you watching and streaming during your self isolation? Um, do you have any recommendations for us? Do you have any recommendations for our wider audience? Get in touch with us in a number of places and let us know. We're on the interwebs at shomrabeug.com. S e o m r a b e a g dot com. It does indeed. We're also on the gram at Shomrabeug, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G. Um, and you can get in touch with us in a number of different ways. If you're listening to us on YouTube, give us an yeah. L comment. Hi, Anisha. Get in touch with us that way. Um, and give us an L subscribe and like. Um, if you're listening to us on Spotify, do share this with all your chums. You can do it by tapping the little, tap share, little share icon, icon. at the top. Stick you can put it in Insta. your Instagram story. All they have to do is push the button. Um, we'd really appreciate that, guys. And give us a follow. Um, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a Please review. don't give us an eight-minute review of how things have gone downhill over the last few years. <laughs> well, I mean, you can I mean, if you it'd want. Be pretty funny. Actually, do 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 that. Apparently, I've do set that, that standard. Apparently, I've set that standard from now on. Uh, and if you listen to us on Google Podcasts, yes. share us with your friends. Uh, that's it from me this week, Michael. If you haven't had enough of Red Sun, do listen to us We're on about Wednesday. Sun. We'll be doing our next the comic, one. not the film. Yeah, it's gonna be great. The comic, not the film. All right, that's it from us, ladies and gentlemen. Bye bye. We hope you're doing well, happy, healthy, etc. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>